What's going on, sports fans? Got another good one for you today. Today, I'm going to be recapping the Rams and Patriots game from Thursday night. Then I'm going to get into a few matchups I'm looking forward to this weekend. So let's get into it. First thing, Rams versus Patriots. So this game did not go the way I expected it to. Both teams were coming into this game off very impressive wins, very big wins for both teams. The Patriots had beaten the Chargers 45-0 to last week, and then the Rams beat the Cardinals 38-28 to last week, which was an especially big win for them because the Seahawks lost to the Giants, which means the Rams moved back into first place in their division, and if they can end up securing that at the end of the season, they'll end up getting a home playoff game, and home field advantage, even without fans in the playoffs, is a big deal. But obviously the game wasn't close. The Rams won 24-3. Dominated from the beginning of the game. After the Rams scored their first touchdown, Patriots got the ball three and out, punted the ball right back to the Rams. And you kind of got the sense that this game's going to get ugly fast. And it didn't get as ugly as I expected it to. I expected the Rams to probably put up more than 24. But it it wasn't a contest the whole game. The score reflects it. The Patriots were only able to put up three, and they put it they put up three on the board after they were down seventeen to zero. So, not really a contest the whole game. What really like stood out to me in this game though was the way the Rams played this game. If you've watched the Rams game in years past or even this year, you know that the Rams traditionally run a three wide receiver set. Coming into this game, I mean, they in a couple years ago when they played the Patriots, they ran a three wide receiver set in the Super Bowl like most of the time. And coming into this game, they ran a two tight end formation and just ran the ball like the majority of the time. And they had a lot of success with it. Cam Akers had 29 carries for 171 yards. Like they, it was just a field day on the Patriots. Really, they were they were able to run at will whenever they needed to or whenever they wanted to. And there were a couple times where there were big, you know, it was like third and long, and they'd give it to Cam Akers, and he'd, you know, turn it into a fourth and short. Traditionally, they or they didn't go for it whenever they got to those fourth and shorts because they didn't need to. They didn't need to risk it. But, like, Cam Akers was just having a day. On this defense, that's no slouch. They have a really good secondary the Patriots do. Their front seven could use some work, but coming into this game, they were the 12th ranked defense in the league. So it was really surprising to see them get dominated the way they did, especially with Bill Belichick being their head coach. You know, he's so good at making adjustments on the fly and his teams are always well coached. You don't really expect to see them get dominated the way they did, but they did. And it wasn't just the Rams offensive attack, the way they attacked the Patriots that was dominant. It was also their defense. Their defense showed out. They sacked uh, the quarterbacks of the Patriots because Jared Stidham and Cam Newton saw the field tonight six times and had an interception that was returned for a 79 yard touchdown. So they made some really big plays for the Rams that got them up early and they that's all they needed because the Patriots offense, once you get down, it's really hard for them to put up points in general. And when they're down, they rely on the run game so much, it, it's hard for them to make up that ground in the amount of time that they have left. The Rams play the Jets next week at home. 
expecting that to be a blowout. Shouldn't be any contest. I know the Jets were competing with the Raiders last week, but that's not going to happen with the Rams. The Rams are going to go in here, handle business. Won't be a contest. After that, though, they play Seattle. They're at Seattle, and then they play the Cardinals at home. So they have a pretty, like, tough schedule down the stretch other than the Jets, obviously. And that divi- that number one spot in their division between the Rams and Seattle is so close that those two games, just just because the Rams win that game against Seattle doesn't mean they're going to win the division because Seattle can easily go win in week 17 and the Cardinals could upset the Rams because Cardinals will likely be playing for a wild card spot in that game. So they'll definitely have their starters on the field and maybe the Rams might want to rest their guys because they know they're guaranteed a playoff spot. So just something to look forward to keep an eye out on definitely be interesting to watch down the stretch. Moving on to the Patriots side of things. Patriots offense looked awful. Their offensive line, like I said, played awful. They allowed six sacks, four on four on Cam Newton, two on Stidham. Cam Newton was actually benched late in the game in favor of Jared Stidham. I don't know if it was because of the game was just out of hand at that point. It was 24 to 3. There was like eight minutes, I believe, on the clock. So there's no way the Patriots were coming back. But I think it was probably because of Cam Newton's play. Because Cam was nine for sixteen. 119 yards and an interception. That interception being returned for 79 yards and a touchdown right after the Patriots had gotten an interception and they were still in the game at that point. They were down 10 to 0. They were in Rams territory. So that was a really, you know, costly interception, a costly turnover that really shifted the tide even more in the favor of the Rams because it was already in the favor. They were up 10 0. But the Patriots were still in the game. They were in. Rams territory and then that happened and it was just demoralizing for the Patriots. Stidham was five for seven for 27 yards. Either way you look at it, the Patriots don't have a passing game. I think Stidham's a better passer than Cam Newton, but their offense is so centered around running the ball. I don't think they'll have more success with Stidham in the game than Cam Newton because Cam Newton can at least extend plays with his feet and he has that versatility to him. Stidham doesn't have that, although Stidham might be a more accurate passer. I don't think he has a stronger arm than Cam. So the way the Patriots offense is set up now, I think your best shot is with Cam Newton. Although he's not been playing good, I don't think Stidham gives you a better chance at all. So I think if I'm the Patriots, I'm going to stick with Cam. The Patriots offense, like I said, was awful. They started the game with two three and outs, then threw a pick six, like I said, after the defense had just intercepted Jared Goff, and then had an eight-minute drive where they drove all the way down to the Rams' two-yard line, got to fourth and goal, still on the two, and couldn't get it. Ran with Cam Newton up the middle. It didn't happen. So wasn't was it was not good. I don't want to say it's not good offensive play calling. It wasn't good offensive execution because I'm sure that they had a play in their mind was going to, you know, get them a touchdown. It just didn't happen. Really sucked for the Patriots and their offense continued to struggle for the for a consecutive week now. They other than the Chargers game cuz the Chargers game I think was kind of an anomaly. They just 
beat the will out of the Chargers. So it was easy for their offense to look good in that game because they didn't have to do much. But in the previous games before that, their offense hadn't looked good, and then they didn't look good in this game. Patriots' defense wasn't much better. They allowed 186 rushing yards, only sacked Jared Goff once. They were able to intercept Goff, but that was the only highlight of the night, really. Their defense for the majority of the night was just being bullied on, really. The Rams could do whatever they wanted to them, and the Patriots were just taking it. Pats are against Miami next week, and my pick's Miami, but you never know. It's a in-division matchup, so I'm sure it'll be a good game because Miami's been having some struggles with the quarterback position, and maybe they the Patriots defense can get them some turnovers because when the Patriots defense is able to get that offense the ball in their opponent's territory, that offense can then put up points. Whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, doesn't matter. It's points. And when you have a defense that normally is good, it well, it didn't look good against the Rams, but the Patriots defense is normally good. You can hang in games and potentially win them because of your defense being so good. And their offense kind of you know, supports that with running the ball so much they take a lot of time off the clock so the opponent doesn't have that much time to score. So they play a complementary style of football, but like I said, when they get down, it, it gets ugly, and when their defense can't force turnovers and get after the quarterback, it gets especially ugly. After Miami, they're then home versus the Bills and then home versus the Jets. Not looking good for... The Patriots, when it comes to the playoff hunt, like I said, they might be able to pull it out against Miami. I don't think they get it against the Bills. And then, obviously, they'll beat the Jets. I don't think Bill Belichick will sink to that level of lowness when it comes to the Jets because the Jets are the worst team in the NFL. So I think they have the potential to win two out of these next three, but they really needed to win their last four to even have a shot because they got teams in front of them that are two, three games ahead of them. So it's not looking good for the Patriots. I think that their playoff run is going to come to an end. I talked about in the last episode, I didn't think it would come to an end. I thought that they were trending so upward that they might be able to get in there, but now, after after that game yesterday, I think they're done. Which really sucks, because the Patriots were so dominant, so dynamic for so long. But, you know, every team has to go through this at some point. The Patriots just got to go through it. Now, they're going to have a lot of cap space next year, and we'll see. I'm sure Bill Belichick will bounce back next year, but this year is just not the Patriots' year. So moving into the games I'm looking forward to this weekend on the college football side of things, we got number 17 UNC at number 10 Miami. You guys know how I feel about UNC. I think Miami takes this one. Not 100% sure by how much because I do respect how good UNC's offense is. I just don't think their defense is anywhere near the level that their offense is at. And maybe they can catch up next year or a year after that. I don't know how good their recruiting classes are. I'm pretty sure they're decent, so they might be able to make up that ground. But right now, I don't think, like I said, they're a top 17 team where they're ranked. I don't think they're really a top 25 team, maybe in the bottom 20 to 25 
don't really think they belong where they're ranked. That's what I'm trying to say. So I think Miami takes this. I think Miami's a legitimate team. Maybe not as good as number 10 is normally, but given the circumstances this year, I think they're ranked pretty adequately. And then another college game to look at, number nine, Georgia at number 25, Missouri. Missouri's a three-loss team. Georgia's got two losses. Not, I mean, Georgia should take this by a landslide, but you never know. Georgia's been very inconsistent this year. Moving on into the professional side of things, you have the Colts at the Raiders. Now, this game is really big for whoever wins here because it's a huge statement win for them. But not only that, because the Colts are currently the seventh seed and the Raiders are right behind them at the eighth seed. So who this could end up deciding who gets that seventh spot at the end of the year if the ranking or if the games end up being where these two teams are at where they're right now. But... Also, because if the Colts win this and Tennessee loses, they could jump up. This is just this game has very big playoff implications, so it's going to be really fun to watch. If I gotta, if I gotta take a team, I'm gonna take the Raiders, and I just it's because I have a tough time trusting Philip Rivers, and like I think he's the only thing holding this Colts team back. I like Philip Rivers; he's a cool dude. Have nothing against him, but I just think he's past his prime. He's he's had his heyday. It's time it's pretty much time for him to hang it up. He's not an elite level. I don't know that he ever was an elite level, but he's nowhere close to it now in my mind. I think Derek Carr and the Raiders get it done. Another big game, Steelers at the Bills. This game's huge because the Steelers are trying to redeem themselves from that upset uh, upset against Washington last week. And then the Bills are trying to prove that they're not just a good team. Because we can all respect that the Bills are a good team, but prove that they're a Super Bowl contender. And I think if they win this game, they prove that. They then assert themselves, in my mind, as the number two team in the AFC behind the Chiefs. Got the Chiefs at one, had them at one before the Steelers had lost. Now if the Steelers drop two in a row to the Bills, you could send, you could potentially see the Steelers start to fall apart. I don't think it'll, not that I don't think they'll lose this game, but I don't think the Steelers will fall apart. Mike Tomlin has that team too well coached. But I think that you could certainly see them head in a downward downward spiral if they then drop two straight and then the bills they could potentially get to number two and i think they're legitimate contenders depending on how josh allen plays because that defense is good enough he his weapons around him are iffy he doesn't really have consistent running back other than stefan diggs he needs john brown cole beasley's uh, a solid receiver but he's old he needs john brown back and if he can get him i think the bills legitimately have a shot coming out of the AFC it's going to be difficult but it's football anything can happen if I got to pick one here I'm gonna take the Bills I don't think the Steelers redeem themselves in this game they've looked too sloppy multiple times this year and I think the Bills are rolling so much that they take this one and and they're home not that that matters as much as in years past but I do think it matters a little bit think the Bills take it Speaking about the talking about the Chiefs, Chiefs are at the Dolphins this week, and this game will show if the Dolphins are legit, like if they can compete with an elite team like the Chiefs, or if they're going to need some more time before they're contenders because they have a pretty good record. 
but they're having some inconsistencies at quarterback right now that can hinder them when they get to the playoffs. If they're able to make it, I do think they are a playoff team, but I'm not so sure they're ready to compete yet. And I'm sure Brian Flores will have this team ready in a few years, especially if Tua can, you know, progress the way people think he's going to. So I obviously I think the Chiefs are going to take this one, but I'm really excited to see how well the Dolphins compete. I hope the Dolphins keep it close. We saw the Chiefs struggle last week against a a bad Broncos team. So it's it's possible that the Dolphins take this, but I I don't think that the Chiefs had two bad games back to back and I think the Chiefs got it by probably double digits honestly. But I hope the Dolphins keep it within one score. A big game I'm looking forward to this weekend. It's on Monday night, but it's this weekend. Ravens at the Browns. Talked about it last week. The Browns made a huge statement win against the Titans, and now they can they they've got to prove that they can beat two good teams back to back. They've proven they can beat the Colts. It's a playoff team right now. They can beat the Titans playoff team right now one of those teams maybe both are going to make it to the playoffs so they can beat a team that is legit but they need to prove that they can beat good teams consistently and in back-to-back weeks because that's how you win championships especially in the playoffs you have to be able to compete multiple weeks in a row it's not just a one-time thing and then you're done like you have to keep winning games and I think if they win this they can really like be they can prove that they're contenders honestly like I know it's crazy to think the Browns contenders but if they win this game depending how they win it but if they win like I said a win is a win if they win it they like you have to put them as legitimate contenders because they have a good record and they've now beaten good teams on the Ravens side of things they they're still in the hunt for a wild card playoff spot um with The Raiders and the Colts being in front of them, they know one of those teams are going to lose this week. So it's not not a crazy, huge, big deal if they lose this game. It's not the end of the world. But it would be nice for them to win it if they want to continue to be, you know, because if they, they can potentially be one spot behind after this week if they win. I don't think they're going to win. I think the Browns take this one. And I don't think it, I I know the Ravens blew them out the first time. I don't think it's like that this time. I think if anything, the Browns blow the Ravens out. I know they look good against the Cowboys, but that's the Cowboys. They're awful. I think the Browns take it by seven. Um, The Ravens have a pretty easy schedule, though, going down the stretch. They play the Jags and then the Giants and the Bengals. Don't think the Giants are an easy game, but the Jags and Bengals obviously are. So, like I said, if they lose this game, it's not the end of the world. They can easily win two out of those three games. I think the Giants game will be a really fun game to watch if they do end up facing off. And if Daniel Jones is healthy and back in that game, that will be a very, very fun game to watch. On uh, t- Talking about the Giants, Card- Cardinals are at the Giants. This is a big game for both these teams. And here's why. It's big because the Car- if the Cardinals lose, they potentially drop out of that seventh seed. And it's going to be you know, pretty difficult for them to get back. They don't have the easiest schedule these last three games. And if the Giants, they're still in a close race for the first place in NFC East. They have it right now, but if they lose, Washington can easily win this week. And then Washington has it. So they they desperately need to win this game to hold on to that. 
But even if they do end up losing this game, they still have a shot at a wild card spot, which is crazy. But and Washington's got they don't have an easy schedule down the stretch either. So it's not the end of the world if the Giants lose. Mm, this one this one's close because the the Cardinals are like crumbling before our eyes and the Giants are rolling. So if I gotta take one, I'm gonna take the Giants. If they if they have Daniel Jones, if they got Colt McCoy, I think the Cardinals take it. Washington is at the 49ers this week. Actually, this is a away game for the 49ers too because, you know, all activities are banned where the 49ers in, in San Francisco where they're at. So they're actually in Arizona. So the 40, it's an away game for both teams really. I, I This one's going to be tough because I think both teams are very well coached. Both teams are still in the hunt for the playoffs. Um, Washington obviously still trying to get first place in the NFC East or wild card spot. I don't think enough people are talking about that, that one of those two NFC East teams can get a wild card spot. And then the 49ers are still in the hunt for a wild card spot. This one, this one's real tough. I think I've got to go with Washington. They, they had that huge win against Pittsburgh. I respect Kyle Shanahan an immense amount. I think what he does on offense is amazing. I just don't think his defense is enough to actually handle this Washington offense who's that's been pretty potent the past couple weeks. They've been able to get it done, and I'm sure that Washington defense will force a couple turnovers out of Nick Mullins. So I got Washington taking that one. That's it for this episode of The Blitz. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to follow on whatever streaming platform you're listening on, and I will see you guys next time on The Blitz.